88 to 87. The Philadelphia 76ers fall to the Boston Celtics last night. Uh, very disappointing loss. The Sixers now fall back to 500 with an 11 and 11 record as the Celtics improved to 12 and 10. This game was even sloppier than the Magic game the other night, which is really odd to say considering how terrible of a game it was the other night against the Magic. The shooting was terrible, and we'll start there. We started the game 1 for 10 from the field, and that would end up being contagious throughout the entire game as we ended with a shooting percentage of 37% and only 25.5% from three. Two terrible shooting percentages, and if you were to tell me the other night against the Magic, I mean after the Magic game, that we would shoot worse than we did and against the Celtics than we did that game, I'd tell you you're nuts because we just this game was just terrible shooting for both teams really, but uh, mainly the 76ers. Shake Milton was really the only guy keeping us in the game early. Um, he had 10 first quarter points thanks to a couple three pointers. Really the only bright side, along with Seth Curry. Seth Curry had a great game too. Uh, but yeah, very sluggish first half. 44 to 40 was the score going into the second half. Uh, so both teams were not really on fire, like at all, <laughs> and neither was Joel Embiid. Second straight bad game. He started this game with a one for ten field goal, or well, ten percent field goal percentage. Go, went into that second half and ended three for seventeen. Just another terrible showing. Did not do good against the Magic the other night. Nothing I'm worried about really at all yet. You know, this is still only his third game back since his COVID problem. So nothing. I, I'm disappointed. But it's not enough to catch my eye yet. If it happens again, um, then we're going to have to look into it a little bit more. But I'm not going to worry about it yet. He just had a terrible game. And I blame a lot of this loss on him. Uh, but, yeah, Curry, once again, was our leading scorer, just like last game. Shot 7-13 total, 2-3 from 3. Looks really good. 17 total points. I mean, that's just his normal performance usually, especially last year when we had guys that actually could score. Uh, this hasn't been the case so much this year. Uh, he's just finding good spacing. Uh, he's very agile, and his floater also looked really good last night. A bunch of his points coming from his sweet, sweet floater. Um, also had six assists, too, to add to that. But let's talk about Jason Tatum a little bit, because he was the guy really ending uh, our hopes. He kept hitting clutch shots. I mean, he could not really miss. This was probably his best game of the season. Uh, and he only shot like 48% or so, which is great, which is good. Not great, uh, but a lot of those were clutch shots. I mean, uh, with the shot clock winding down, a couple fadeaways, just very good play for Jason Tatum. Ended with 26 points. And not to mention, cleaning the glass for Tatum, he ended with 16 rebounds too. Uh, so he really just owned us last night. But really, Embiid only had one good play. And that was late off a clutch fadeaway, too, when he was double covered. Uh, really, that was only that was actually his third and final field goal. I mean, so that's <laughs> not not good at all. But the 76ers, we were actually able to get the last shot. Uh, we were down one point and attempted a George a Niang three that was blocked by Robert Williams. Uh, I don't think it would have gone in considering Niang had to literally let it go at lightning speed. But you never know. Robert Williams has looked great this year. He ended with four blocks, I believe, in this one. Uh, just three blocks. I mean, he's just um, a great defensive player, and I think he could be a key role player for the Celtics in the future. But so let's talk about the other 76ers players until we wrap this up, or before we wrap this up. Tyrese Maxey, he ended with six points, all three of 13 shooting. 
typical scoring night for him since Embiid has come back. Tobias Harris, typical night for him. Eight points, four of 11 shooting. You know, Tobias Harris, he's just, I just noticed this last night. That's not necessarily a bad thing. He's such a bland gameplay, like a game or style gameplay. I mean, literally, he just tries to drive in and he gets those layups. And he gets them to fall sometimes, but not necessarily so much this year. Uh, but I'd like to see him definitely be more efficient. We need him to be more efficient, especially with the B play like this. And I mentioned that in the last podcast, too. Danny Green. Typical night from him, six points to a six shooting from the field. Really, something's got to change. I mean, we're having the same trends. Uh, so eventually, you have to do something a little bit different. And as I mentioned, Shake Milton, Shake Milton earlier, he was six of 11 shooting with 16 points. He looked great. He was just getting buckets, a couple nice mid range jumpers, three pointers, as I mentioned. Uh, he's fast. So, and he was, he was great last night. Hopefully, Maybe even starts to play a little bit more and maybe starts over Maxi if Maxi continues to play like this. But I don't know how well he can run the point like that. We'll have to see in the future. George Niang, 0 5 from 3 total. I'm not nowhere near blaming this loss on him. And I don't, the last shot, I don't think there's anything he could have done to make it. I mean, I think it was just a great play by Robert Williams and he was short on time. Uh, but you got to. You got to knock down a couple shots here and there, especially off the bench. We need energy off the bench when our starters aren't doing good. Uh, Andre Drummond, he did supply a little bit of that. He ended with nine rebounds and two blocks in limited minutes. You know, really, he's been he's been great for us all year. Uh, one of the bright sides for sure. And yeah, so Jalen Brown for the Celtics, three of eleven shooting, not a good night for him. Tatum, like I mentioned, probably his best game of the year. Uh, other Celtic, the only other Celtics player I kind of wanted to talk about. Al Horvard, <laughs> he had four blocks, four blocks. So he had a little bit of a revenge game against the 76ers, to say the least. So him and Robert Williams combined for seven blocks. That's obviously something for the Celtics that well, they'll look at and go, wow, that these two might be able to play together well defensively late in the game. Um, but last thing I'd really like to say, the 76ers, they didn't turn the ball over too much. They only had seven turnovers. Uh, so that's a bright spot. The Celtics they had 13. Usually, when you see that lopsided um, length of, or range of turnovers from two teams, usually the team with the lower amount wins. Uh, not in this case, but the 76ers they're now in 11th place in the East. <coughs> sorry, I'm not worried about it. I mean, there's still so much season left. <coughs> sorry, and I, I think we'll bounce back and get a pretty decent seeding in the playoffs. But if the playoffs were to begin today we would not even be in the play-in tournament. So maybe a little something to worry about. Not for me just yet. 76ers are back at it tomorrow uh, in Atlanta at 7.30 on ESPN. Make sure to check that game out. That should be a great game. Trey Young versus Embiid and whatever rivalry continues. So hopefully the 76ers can get out of the shooting slump and walk away with a win tomorrow night. I'll be there to recap the game either Saturday or I might even preview the game tomorrow. I'll keep you tuned on our Instagram. Make sure you give it a follow. It's really sports talk. Uh, but thank you guys very much for listening. Quick Kim Peace.